Well, good morning. It is wonderful to have you all here this morning, and please join with me as we sing the doxology number 549. Do not save riches here on earth, where moths and rust destroy, and robbers break in and steal. Instead, save riches in heaven, where moths and rust cannot destroy, and robbers cannot break in and steal. For your heart will always be where your riches are. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is hymn number 99. What a fellowship, what a joy divine, hymn number 99. here in this chapel and God we just rejoice in this opportunity that we have and we are so thankful for the service men and women that have provided this opportunity that we can enjoy the practice of religion freely and Lord we acknowledge their sacrifices for all the service 
men and women that have served this country in the armed forces. And God, we just praise you for them and also for the families that have endured the sacrifice and the suffering along with them. And Lord, as we come before you with the needs and requests that we have in our lives, Lord, we think of our personal and individual needs. Lord, the challenges that we are facing, the wisdom that we are seeking, the discernment that we want to have so that we can make the right decisions in all things and do the things that honor you in every aspect of our lives. God, we'd ask that you would help us to do that because we understand that we can accomplish it with your strength and with your power. Lord, we think of the needs of fellow patients that are throughout this medical center, family members that will be visiting, the staff that is working here today. And Lord, we lift those needs up to you as well. We think of family members and of friends. And Lord, we just pray for all of them that you just call to mind right now through the presence of your Holy Spirit in our lives. And Lord, we lift them up to you in prayer. And Lord, we just ask that you would just continue to bless this time that we have together. And we are so thankful that you taught us to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for praying with me this morning. Our next hymn is number 303, I Serve a Risen Savior. Number 303, I Serve a Risen Savior. Jesus Christ the King, the hope of all who see. 
you for singing with me. Our scripture reading comes from the book of Romans, chapter 14, beginning with verse 1. Except the one whose faith is weak, without quarreling over disputable matters, one person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not, and the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does. For God has accepted them. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servants stand or fall, and they will stand for the Lord is able to make them stand. One person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord, for they give thanks to God. And whoever abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives for ourselves alone, and none of us dies for ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord. And if we die, we die for the Lord, so that whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. For this very reason, Christ died and returned to life so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. Amen. Let us pray. God, we are so thankful that you have given this time of worship to each and every one of us. And Lord, we just are so thankful. And God, I would ask that you would help me say those things that we all need to hear so that you would be edified in our lives and so that as other people look at our lives, they would see that we truly do represent you. Help me now, in Christ's name. Amen. Now, I don't know about you, but I think sometimes when we look at this scripture verse that we've just read, we think of the different things in terms of how we eat. And one of the things that we joke about in the military as to whether a person is a meat eater or whether a person is a vegetarian. Have you ever heard that term before? I know I have. And they kind of categorize each other based on what they think, not in terms of their actual diet, but their attitude about their service and their dedication to the military. The scriptures that we have read this morning tells us that in everything, regardless of what our choices are, God is there in everything that we do. And therefore, we are to give thanks. And there's something here I think that all of us should understand that the fact that God gives us that opportunity to give thanks, and whether we have a special preference to perhaps a, a something to eat, or whether a special preference in terms of a sacred day of worship, or whether all the days are alike, that God looks at what we believe in as long as it is representational of our following of Jesus Christ, that those things are okay in which we just have our personal and individual choices. Now I need to be careful to say to you that those things that God wants us to be 
concerned about is how we evaluate and how we judge others in their actions. Now what is not being said here is that if you are doing wrong that somehow it is right. Wrong will always be wrong. But they're talking about the preferences that are really truly not important in terms of our relationship with God through His Son Jesus Christ about whether a person is a vegetarian or whether a person eats meat, whether a person considers certain days more sacred than the other. Those are the individual choices that you and I make in terms of having a clear conscience in honoring God. And therefore, we are not to judge others just because of the differences in how they interpret Scripture or in different ways that they feel that certain things are more sacred than others. The end result is the same and should be the same that whatever we're doing in word and in deed that it brings honor to God and we ask God to bless what we are doing. And if you are doing the wrong thing, it is not bringing honor to God and God is not going to bless it. But God gives us choices to make individually. And I am so thankful that he gives us the opportunity to make those little individual choices, the preferences that we have based on our relationship with God, based on our experience in terms of what we value, what is important to us in terms of the overall understanding of our relationship with God. If I was a vegetarian and if I felt it was important for me to maintain a vegetarian diet because I believed it was honoring to God, then so be it that we should honor those people that have those differences. If I am a meat eater, which I am, and I choose to eat meat every time I can, I do so because I believe in the same way, as long as I'm giving thanks, that the nutrition, that the diet that I am eating is honoring God. Those things make no difference in the eyes of God. And we should not allow those things to separate us as body believers in Jesus Christ. But yet, they do. We have certain different groups of the traditional Christian way of life that do things a little differently in terms of what they believe in. And they honor those things and they treat those things as being sacred and something that they need to do in their spiritual walk with God. The Lord bless them and keep them doing that. Those of us that make other choices to do certain things in the same way that we are honoring and blessing God, then we should have the same response to us, and they should have the same response to, them, to, to us as well. God bless them and keep them, because what they're doing is honoring God. So we have that freedom. We have that understanding of conscience that God wants us to have. And as long as we are honoring Christ and what we're doing... And so be it. But yet somehow, we are very quick to judge others that just seem to be a little bit different than we are. Because it makes us uneasy. When we are around other people that perhaps follow Jesus Christ in a different way in terms of maybe what they eat or what days are sacred to them, it makes us feel a little uncomfortable because obviously... We, as human beings, want people to agree with us in all things. And we become uncomfortable because people don't agree with us 100%. 
But that's what makes us different in the eyes of God. God did not make us all the same. And we honor God when we are not all the same. Because if we were all the same, then only a certain type of person would come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And we would not be fulfilling the Great Commission in terms of going to all the world and sharing the Gospel, the good news, the truth about God through His Son, Jesus Christ, if we were all the same, because how could we attract others? So God individually uses us as his vessels, as his instruments, because you and I respond to and can attract different people just on, based on who we are, based on our different experiences, based on our, our education, based on the things that, how we have come to know God through his son, Jesus Christ. Because all of us have had a different way and a different path to God. All of us grow and mature in a different way, in a different path with God. But in the same way, we need to understand that just because my journey and my path is different than yours, that yours is not wrong, and mine is not wrong. As long as we are honoring God and doing good in all things and thanking God for the paths that we're on, that's all that God says he cares about. Because Jesus Christ came and returned to life so that he is both the Lord of the dead and the living. And we need to praise God for that. We need to understand that in our conscience we serve a Lord that is both Lord over the dead and the living. Not just for the life that we have right now in the present, but the life that is to come. One of our patients died suddenly this week and he would come to the chapel every Sunday and worship with us along with his wife and on the holiday occasions when we would have different types of holiday services here his family would come and worship with him as well but he is now with the Lord and I'm going to miss him I'm going to miss his wife. And on those special holiday occasions when we worship together and when my family was here, we would joke about the fact that we would have this choir competition because his family would sit on this side of the chapel, my family would sit on this, this side of the chapel, and we'd have this kind of fun competition as we would sing hymns together during Easter, during Christmas, to honor the Lord. But that's not going to happen anymore. But I rejoice in the fact that the Lord that was honoring us this today, the Lord that is honoring us this morning, those of us that are alive physically, in the same way, the Lord is being honored in heaven with the person that we will miss from this chapel. He is with the Lord now, and we can rejoice in that. And we see that as we are walking with God, we are reminded again and again, it's about how we live for the Lord. And as we live for the Lord, we should have no fear 
about how we die as long as it is doing as long as we're doing the things that are for the Lord that is honoring God and that is the freedom that we have that God wants us to experience he gives us an understanding as we walk with God as we experience God and that uniqueness is what brings others to Christ because we are to go into all of the world we are to preach the gospel to everyone and it is in that matter of the fact that as we worship God here on Sunday morning we do so because it is that freedom of conscience that we have that allows us to do that and as we pray on Sunday mornings we always remember the servicemen and women of our armed forces that have served us in this nation that have made those different sacrifices so you and I can exercise the freedom that we have to worship the way that we want and we're an example of that sacrifice of those servicemen and women and that sacrifice was made in such a way that you and I could live with the conscience that God has given us. And we honor them. We honor them in such a way that it is for the living, but also for the dead. Because we have an opportunity in this country as we worship freely to bring others to Jesus Christ so they too can understand what it is to experience the faith and conscience that we have had and that we have in the present and that we have in the future because God wants us to live for him because we know that as our life draws to an end we should not be afraid but we should rejoice with open arms because we know that the Lord that is with us now will be the Lord after we have died the same God that we worship the same Christ that we have accepted now in the living will be with us after we have died. And we rejoice in that. We honor God. So the promise of freedom, the promise of conscience that God has given us is empty and it is of no value unless we exercise it. And God wants us to exercise that freedom. God wants us to exercise the conscience that he has given us to do the right thing in our lives. As we've been talking about over the last couple of Sundays, the whole idea of being addicted to doing good and what that represents. I was reading something earlier this week and speaking with another chaplain and we were talking about one of the passages that we were reading that can give you the understanding or at least can lead you to the understanding that how many of us are addicted to complaining about the circumstances in our lives and I must admit that I think I am addicted to complaining about certain things some things I don't care about and I don't really complain about a lot of things but there are certain things man I tell you what I complain, I complain, I complain, I complain. In fact, the other day I was complaining about something and a good friend of mine would said, oh, should we start playing the violins and the harps and 
that big sob story, you know what I'm talking about, when we start whining about things just to whine. But you know what? God has reminded us that in our lives with Him, that even the times that we are complaining, even the times that we are whining about our circumstances that are not the way that we want them to be, God says, hey, you know what? Are you thankful? Are you thankful for the circumstances that you are in? And God tells us in His Spirit, yes, I hear you complaining, yes, I hear you whining, but are you thankful about it? Because those are the circumstances that I have placed you in. Because I want you to grow and I want you to mature and I want you to find out more about yourself so that you can walk closer to me. And as I thought about that, all of a sudden my whining and complaining turned into something completely different. It turned into a way in which that I could honor God even in those most difficult circumstances that I complain and that I whine about. And it's interesting when we find ourselves honestly with God in those circumstances because then we truly see what God wants us to be. And many times we say, God, I can't measure up to that. I can't be that person that you want me to be. God says, yes, you can. You can do it in my strength. You can do it in my power. You can be addicted to good. You can take those complaints and that whining and turn it into something very special and where you gain so much insight about yourself that you can share it with others to give them the same wisdom and discernment that I am giving you. And I must confess that there are times that it takes me a while to see those circumstances to see those struggles that are in my life the way that God wants me to see them so that I can have that perspective that God wants me to have so that I can be content in my circumstances and in that contentment I am not to judge others who do things a little differently than I do Because as long as they're being done for the Lord, as long as they're honoring God, then I should have nothing to say about it because we are both living for God. We are both living for the Lord. We are understanding that as we live for the Lord, the things that we do give Him the glory and the worship that He desires from us so that we can draw closer to Him. And then those circumstances begin to build in a positive way in our lives. And maybe there are times when we still feel down and we still feel in the low, deep valleys. But we don't stay there as long as we used to. Because we know what we need to do to get our way back out. I shared with you a month ago, a month ago that as I was hiking the Grand Canyon and going rim to rim, the difficult experiences that I found there spiritually. But yet God helped me 
to see the way that I needed to go so that I could work my way out. And in the same way, in the different struggles and circumstances that we have, God gives us the discernment and the understanding that He wants us to have to work our way out with His strength and with His guidance, with His wisdom, with His compassion, with His love. So this morning as we take on the rest of the day, the question I think for each and every one of us is in all that we are doing, in word and in deed, is it bringing honor and glory to God through His Son, Jesus Christ? Because if it is, then we are exercising the conscience that God wants us to have. We're exercising the privilege that we have and the freedom that we have acquired through our relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. We've embraced the whole idea of the forgiveness of our sins. We've embraced the whole idea of the grace that God has given us. We embrace the whole idea of the truth that has truly set us free. And we are trusting by faith each day, God, take who I am and make me something better than I was the day before. And we see that in our actions. We see that in terms of how we care for each other. We see that in the deep meaning of our conscience. And what I mean by the deep meaning of our conscience is the things that we think about that no one else knows about. The processes within our mind that can be good and can be evil. The things that only you and God see. And that's where it all begins for us to exercise the person that God wants us to be. That's where it begins the whole idea of the contentment that God wants us to have. And in the same way, that's where the judgment begins when we start looking at judging others, is in the deep recesses of our own conscience in terms of how we actually think and feel about the circumstances that we find ourselves in. And it reveals who we truly are and how we truly feel about others. And once again, as we've been talking about the whole idea of to be able to be addicted to doing good, in doing so, we can love ourselves, and in doing so, we can love others. It all begins within the deep recesses of our conscience in terms of how we respond and act to God. And only you and God know those things. And that's where God wants us to be reminded of the fact that Christ died and returned to life so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. Is Christ, who returned to life, the Lord of your conscience, the Lord of your living, the Lord of your impending death? That is something that we need to take time to ask ourselves. Because if He is 
the Lord of you living today. He will be the Lord for you dying tomorrow because we don't know when that's going to take place. But God knows this, that He loves you and that He cares for you and He wants you to accept Him. He wants you to understand what Jesus Christ has done for you on the cross And in doing that, you embrace that whole idea of accepting the fact that God does love you. And you begin to live for Him in a newness of life that you've never experienced before, regardless of how long you might have been affiliated with the church, regardless of how long you think you've been a Christian. Each day is a new day in which we experience God in a different way. And we do so by our openness of our conscience to Him, by the openness that reveals who we truly are as we walk with Him. It is my hope and prayer that we have that openness with God in all things, and that we see God in our lives the way that God needs to be seen, and that our conscience is cleansed, that our conscience favors the good and fights back against the evil. And we do that when we know that Christ died and returned to life because he is Lord of both the dead and the living. Amen. Let us take a few moments and prepare our hearts for the living God that we worship. Let us pray. God, we are so thankful that you have reminded us again and again how you want us to live. And Lord, you know that in the deep recesses of our conscience, There's always that struggle going on between good and evil. And Lord, we always want to do good, but yet we struggle with the evil part. And Lord, you know that. We can't hide it from you. Because everything is revealed to you through our conscience. And Lord, I would ask that you would help us to understand that you are the Lord of everything of our lives, including the deep recesses of our conscience, because that's where we truly meet you, God. That's truly who we are in terms of our relationship with you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we just thank you for this time that we can publicly just say, Lord, my conscience is flawed My conscience many times does more bad than it does good. And Lord, we are so thankful that you forgive us and that you empower us with your grace so that we can just get better for you. Thank you, God, that we can publicly be and identify the testimony through your communion. In Christ's name, amen.
For I receive from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake together. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. Our closing hymn this morning is number 153. Abide with me, fast falls the eventide.
Let us pray. Our gracious God, we are so thankful that you abide with us in life and in death. And God, as we are abiding with you now, help us to make our conscience in such a way that it honors you as much as it possibly can. And help us with the struggles that we have within our conscience to want to do more, to be addicted to doing good. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for coming.